And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. Is this your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and less to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. Eagle Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the quintessential Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Eve Arden stars as our Miss Brooks with Gerald Moore as a French teacher who may just be interested in her, Lisa. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular songs, and a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Tony and I will try to name that tune, right, Lisa? That's right. We've got Tony on the phone from Chicago. Hi, Tony. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. I love you guys. Oh, hey, we Tony. love you, too. So glad that you're on the radio with us tonight. Wait, I love Tony, too. I said it first. Okay. Thank you. Thank you both. Yeah, it's great to be back with you, and I appreciate your kindness to the other Tony at the beginning of the show. Yeah, that was great, right? That oh, was yes. awesome. Yeah. Yes, that so is cool. true. Well, it's a night of Tony's. Um, this is not true or false, but we are doing classic rock songs. So um, hopefully, you'll <laughs> hopefully you'll be able to name that tune because yeah. that's the title of. The so these segment. are rock songs. We're we're shouting Classic it out. Classic rock, seventies, eighties. You're shouting out the title. Shouting it out. And Tony, I'm counting on you here. Yeah, I'm gonna try my best. I've got my best friend and pal next to me, my dog Rocket. There All you right, go. Rocket. Rocket will help you out a little bit. I used to have a dog named Rocky. So close. Oh, really? <laughs> sweet. Wow. Yeah, Rocky. I didn't know that. Yeah, Rocky. Okay. Okay. Here is Things we learn. That's right. Here's your first song. Oh, I know this. You'll know all of these. Uh, something shine something. <laughs> sweet, sweet Gallimite. That's it. Sweet child of mine. Well, did I get it or not? You didn't. No. You I, didn't. You're I so didn't. close. Sweet Child of Mine. This is Guns N' Roses. I said Sweet Gal of Mine, right? Yeah, but it was like as they were saying it. So I'm All not right. going to give it to you this time. Tony, did, did Tony guess? I didn't hear did anything. You, guess, you didn't Tony? say anything, did you, Tony? 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 <laughs> Tony? <laughs> you won. I said Sweet Life of Mine. You oh, won it. okay. I didn't hear you. Yeah, I didn't hear Tony. All right, I, well, neither one okay. of I'll shout it out louder. Yeah, talk louder. We got to talk louder Nobody than Carl. Nobody got it. Guns N' Roses on their debut album, Appetite for Destruction, 1988. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do better. Here's your next song. Tony, you with me? Tony, you're there, right? I'm here. Okay. What is this song? This is... It's easy when you don't. It's easy when you know it. Yeah, when you know it. <laughs> um, who is this band? Any guesses? 
I don't know it. Do you know it, Tony? I, I know the song. And here it is. This is the title. Carry on. This is Kansas. 1977 peaked at number 11. You know, like Dorothy, you should probably go back to Kansas. Okay. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> See ya. Okay. See ya. I can't argue with that. It's 10, 10 o'clock. We need you. Don't leave us. Okay. Yeah, we need you, Lisa. All right. We need All her a little right. bit. <laughs> okay. All you right. Know, you guys are like brother and sister. We are. So true. Uh, we are. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of stuck here because Carl drove me. So yeah. I'm kind of stuck till the end That's of the evening. That's how I make sure she stays till the end. <laughs> I drive her here. Oh, like I couldn't call an Uber. All right. Let's go to the next song. <laughs> Guys, 1973. Um, Stairway to Heaven? <laughs> I don't know. Tony! You know it, Tony? I don't know it. Come on, can you hear me? Dream on? Yes, yes, I can now. Somehow, for some reason, you're going in and out. Aerosmith, dream on. dream on. You've got her ah. in by Steven Tyler. Right. Tony's oh up. Gosh. Okay. Stay with me. Don't don't leave me, Tony. I need you. <laughs> I, won't, I won't leave you, but uh, I really relate to Carl. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. Oh, gosh. All right. What's All right. Next? Tony's up. One to nothing. Yeah. All right. Next song. Stay with Tony got it before you. How did I guess Stairway to Heaven? I don't know. That's wild. This is Led Zeppelin, 1971, composed by Jimmy Page, the guitarist. Tony. And Robert Plant. Tony's got two. Carl has zero. That was close, but he was oh, a little quicker. Oh, you were close, man. No, so you, close. You had it, though. Oh, he did. I'm the That's judge. That's crazy. Yeah. It's weird, right? Yeah, very. Gosh. It's almost like you knew it was coming. No, but I you didn't. swear I did not. Oh, I know. All right. Here's the next song. We will rock you? Yes. All right. That was quick. 1977 Queen. Got one. Finally. Good job. I'm feeling the stress. All right. There's one more to go. So either you're going to win, Tony, or you're going to tie. Oh. So this is a big one. You ready? This is the last song. Last song. Okay. Here we go. I don't know it. Yes, you do. I don't know it. Yes, you do. Tony? Um, I know the song. I just don't know the song. Oh, 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 I know it. Living on a Prayer. Yes. Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. You've gotten written by Bon Jovi. Yes. Released in 86. This is their signature song. Tony! Way to go. Yeah, well, that's the story of my life. Living on a prayer. <laughs> Living on a prayer. Tony, he's got it. He was a big winner. Bet. You worked and hard for that win. I'm going to send you some fun CDs, my friend, okay? Oh, yeah. I just totally awesome. You guys are so awesome. You do so much good for so many people in uh, our military. 
those well. Thank uh, you so much, Thank buddy. you. Well, we think you're awesome, too. Yeah, we appreciate we, the call and, and all the effort put forth. <laughs> Thanks. And love to, love to Mike and to Carl Shadow as well. You there got you it, go. buddy. Thank Thanks, you. Tony. Hey, when we come right, back. Guys, uh, keep up the great work. Thank you. When we come back, it's our Miss Brooks with a very funny appearance by Gerald Moore. Plays a French teacher. You're going to love it. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. If you've been uh, thinking about helping us save Bold Venture and you've been waiting to see how we do, we're 50% of the way to our funding goal to transfer all 78 episodes. So we really need your help. Um, We only have like another couple of weeks, but if you can pledge sooner rather than later, that would be great so we can get a kind of gauge where we're going to end up. We're hoping to make this uh, make this funding goal. It's going to be tough. We only have a couple more weeks. We really need our listeners to help us out. Just uh, Google Bold Venture Kickstarter, Bold Venture Kickstarter, and uh, pledge some amount to help us make these transfers so we can send these shows to those who help uh, get the uh, shows transferred. Go to uh, Bold Venture Kickstarter. Read all about this amazing series that starred Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. We are trying to save uh, the series. We have all 78 master transcription discs. We need to raise the funds to make the transfers. You will help save the series for generations to come. Plus, you'll get copies via CD or digital download. Just uh, go to your uh, search bar uh, and search Bold Venture Kickstarter. Help us out. All right. Time for our Miss Brooks. This is a uh, this is a great one because Gerald Moore stars uh, as is a guest star on this. He plays Mister LeBlanc, and he is a French teacher who uh, may just be interested in uh, Miss Brooks. Let's go back to October ninth, nineteen forty nine, for our Miss Brooks. Colgate Dental Cream to clean your breath while you clean your teeth and help stop tooth decay. And Luster Cream Shampoo for soft, glamorous, caressable hair bring you Our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden. It's time once again for Eve Arden in another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks, written by Al Lewis. Well, they say that absence makes the heart grow fonder. 
And if that's the case, Connie Brooks, who teaches English at Madison High School, should feel a bit more hopeful about her bashful biologist, Philip Boynton. Yes, Mr. Boynton left town last Monday for a biologist convention upstate. And by Friday, I was confident that absence did make the hunt grow fonder. The only trouble was it was this little English teacher's heart which was doing the growing fonder of. Mrs. Davis, my landlady, was discussing the absent one with me at breakfast Friday morning. Have you heard from Mr. Boynton at all since he's left Connie? Oh, of course, Mrs. Davis. I heard from him yesterday. He just poured his heart out to me. Really, dear? What did he say? Lift up the sugar bowl, his postcards underneath it. (laughs) A postcard? Let's see that. Hmm. Having wonderful time. Glad I am here. (laughs) Then he says, no more for now. Writer's cramp must have set in. (laughs) That's just his subtle way of informing me that he's too busy to write me a letter. But he won't be gone too much longer. Well, I think you're foolish to sit around and twiddle your thumbs while he is gone. After all, there are other fish in the sea. Yes, but on my salary, it's a little tough to make the bait as attractive as it should be. (laughs) Although Mr. LeBlanche did ask me for a date last Monday evening. Mr. LeBlanche, the French teacher? That's right. Why, he's charming, Connie, and so handsome. Did you accept? Of course not, Mrs. Davis. I'd just seen Mr. Boynton off on the train. Well, the next time Mr. LeBlanche asked you to go out with him, I think you should go. Why, when I was your age, if a man with his looks asked me out, I jumped at the chance. When I was your age, I'll jump too. (laughs) But I'll get another chance to go out with Mr. LeBlanche. He's been very attentive all week. In fact, he asked me to get to school early this morning so he could talk to me for a few minutes before class. Oh, he did? Yes, I told Walter Denton about it yesterday, and he said he'd pick me up in plenty of time this morning. That's what I like, a kid who keeps his promises. Come in, Walter. I left the latch off for him. Hiya, Miss Brooks, Mrs. Davis. Well, breakfast isn't finished yet, I see. Not like it's going to be when you sit down. (laughs) Pull up a chair, dear. Any news from Mr. Boynton since yesterday's postcard? No, Walter. He wasn't kidding when he said no more for now. Oh, well, you won't be lonesome. Not with Mr. LeBlanche around. Mr. LeBlanche? That's the second time his name has popped up in the last five minutes. Did you say popped up, Connie? Yes, why? I knew there was something I'd forgotten. I put two slices of bread in the Toastmaster over an hour ago. I'll be back as soon as I make a few extra slices. (laughs) We'll be leaving soon, Mrs. Davis. Don't make too many. Or too few. (laughs) Now then, Walter, what's all this about Mr. LeBlanc and me? Well, if you ask me, there's something pretty continental going on inside that handsome head of his. Well, he has been rather attentive since Mr. Boynton left, but that could be common courtesy. Courtesy nothing. That's continental. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell by the way he talks to you, Miss Brooks, the way he uses his native language. What do you mean, Walter? Mr. LeBlanc talks to me only in English. He may talk to you in English, but he looks at you in French. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if he does, I don't understand it. But Mr. LeBlanc does lapse into his native tongue occasionally. And just between us, Walter, I can't understand one word of it. You see, when I went to school, I studied much more Spanish than French for some reason. What was the reason? A Spanish teacher named Jose Gonzalez. (laughs) 
course, I wouldn't want Mr. LeBlanc to think I didn't know what he was talking about. Well, don't let that bother you, Miss Brooks. Harriet Conklin's a wizard, French. She can interpret anything that you don't understand. Of course, she's a little young to interpret the way Mr. LeBlanc looks at you. <laughs> I wish you'd stop auditioning your sinuses, Walter. <laughs> Brooks, I'm not trying to be fresh, you know that But both Harriet and myself feel that it's about time Mr. Boynton was made to feel that he shouldn't feel so sure of you How does that go again? <laughs> Don't you see, when he comes back, if there's a lot of buzz-buzz about how you went out with Mr. LeBlanc while he was gone Maybe Mr. Boynton will leave the ranks of the walking dead and make his move Well, it has been tried before The plotting to capture one's mate is an age-old story, Miss Brooks why, if they were truthful about it, 95% of all the men ever born would have to say to their women, you made me love you. I didn't want to do it. From the picture, Jolson sings again. <laughs> of course, Mr. LeBlanc is an extremely attractive person. Sure he is. And there's nothing to it, Miss Brooks. All you got to remember when you see Mr. LeBlanc at school is the three little letters, O-U-I. O-U-I. Fine. The next time Mr. LeBlanc asks me for a date, this little piggy will go wee-wee-wee all the way home. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Do entree. Ah, good morning, Miss Books. I hope I do not interrupt something. Oh, not at all, Mr. LeBlanc. I was just combing my cactus. <laughs> Pardon? This little plant on my desk here. Oh. One of my pupils gave it to me. It was quite a surprise the way he gave it to me, too. <laughs> he hid it on my chair. <laughs> Won't you sit down? Oh, merci, mademoiselle. Uh, what did you want to talk to me about, Mr. LeBlanc? Well, Miss Brooks... Beautiful, Miss Brooks. For some time now, I felt that you are... Uh, as I look on you, Miss Brooks, I feel that you're not only a lovely-to-look-at person, but one who... Uh, Miss Brooks, are you listening to me? You lost me after beautiful. <laughs> I, uh, I, I know that we have not spent too much time in the company of each... That's very true. Uh, however, what I wish to say is something that I do not too easily find the words to do it. And so I have taken the liberty of writing it down in this note. A note? We. Uh, oui. It is written in my native language, Miss Brooks. This still comes to me faster than English. You, you can read French, of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, then please do. <laughs> Here. Let's see. Uh, my share, Miss Brooks. Ça me semble que nous allons... Uh-huh. <laughs> Pouvez-vous me faire... Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Miss Brooks? Well, from what I gather here, it's pretty obvious that I'll need some time to think this thing over. <laughs> well, as you say, Miss Brooks, I suggest we meet in the school cafeteria at lunchtime. Fine. And then, until we meet again, j'essaierai contrôler mes émotions. Je ne serai pas un petit gosse. Oh, I don't know. I think the Dodgers still have a chance. <laughs> Next year.
Well, when lunch period rolled around, I hastened toward the cafeteria, hoping to find Harriet Conklin so I could get a translation of Mr. LeBlanche's note. As I passed the office of our beloved principal, however, Mr. Conklin stopped me with one of his typically warm and cordial greetings. Halt, Miss Brooks. <laughs> Trapped. I was just hurrying to lunch, Mr. Conklin. I... You usually are. I just want a moment of your time. I noticed this morning that Mr. LeBlanc stepped into your room for a few moments. And although I've never been a hearty advocate of faculty fraternization, in this instance, I think it's splendid that LeBlanc is making friends with someone. He's rather an aloof chap. No aloofer than some others, I know. Uh, he's quite a nice person, though. I'm sure he is. But to get to the point, Miss Brooks, I have a used car in my garage that Mr. LeBlanc said he wanted to buy a few days ago. However, since that time, he's been rather evasive. Although I hate to part with the car, it seems a shame not to consummate this deal once I've become adjusted to the idea. The more so since I was convinced that I had Mr. LeBlanche on the hook. Uh, interested. <laughs> what kind of a car is it, Mr. Conklin? It's sort of a composite, Miss Brooks. Stutz motor, I believe. <laughs> Quite old, of course, but it'll make fine transportation. Runs like a charm. Then why do you want to sell it? I can't afford all the repair bills. <laughs> That is to say, I bought a new used car about six months ago, and the price they offered me on a trade-in was so ridiculous, I decided to sell it privately. Oh. Frankly, I was amazed at the rapidly declining interest in the Stutz automobile. <laughs> Hence, I'm willing to part with it for a measly $50. I'd feel selfish about holding on to it. I see what you mean, Mr. Conklin. Why should you let that beautiful car rot in your garage when some lucky fellow could be pushing it all over town? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Brooks, I am not a man to shilly-shally. I'd take it as a personal favor if you encouraged Mr. LeBlanche to go through with this deal. Oh, but Mr. Conklin, and I'm... And thanks for whatever efforts you put forth in this matter. Good day. Good day and thank you, Honest Osgood. <laughs> All right, there you have the first portion of our Miss Brooks, October 9th, 1949. Mr. LaBlanche uh, may be uh, interested in Miss Brooks there, Lisa. What do you think? What's your, uh, what's your, you Take. know. Yeah, no, what's your guess? Do you think he is or not? I think he is. Really? Mm. Okay, wow. We'll just have to. Listen to the second half of it. It shows the versatility and the range of uh, Gerald Moore, right? Because he's playing this um, comedic role flawlessly. Right. And we heard him in a Whistler episode. Before that, Adventures of Philip Marlowe. Uh, in our next hour, we're going to hear him opposite uh, opposite Barbara Stanwyck in a radio dramatization. And then Nero Wolf. So much more coming your way. Stick around. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co 
co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. All righty, this is Hollywood 360 across a couple hundred radio stations coast to coast. Globally on American Forces Radio, playing all your favorite classic radio shows. And don't forget, we have a club called the Classic Radio Club. Isn't it fun to join a club, Lisa? It's I like to be in the club. Yeah. It's all the cool kids. You know, and we have had this club a long time. And every single month, so about every 30 days, if you're part of the Classic Radio Club, you'll receive either CDs sent to your home, and I like the CDs, or you get digital downloads sent right to your email. Ten Classic Radio shows. It's a manageable number, you know, ten shows on five CDs. But these radio shows are direct from the master recordings. I mean, you get the uh, the shadow, suspense, uh, Amos and Andy, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Mr. District Attorney, Our Miss Brooks, Escape, Inner Sanctum, Lights Out, you name it. We, we mix it up every single month. And during the holidays, we'll send you holiday shows and things like that. And then you get a booklet, a 12-page booklet detailing those 10 classic radio shows, plus there's some photos of the stars. It is a really great presentation. And Carl Shadow, who is an expert on these uh, the history of these shows, helps write those uh, liner notes. So you get a, a CD set, five CDs, plus a, plus a booklet every 30 days with 10 different classic radio shows sent right to your home. Or, as they say, you can get them via digital download as well. It's all at a website that we have for our Classic Radio Club. Please check it out. Go to ClassicRadioClub.com, ClassicRadioClub.com. All of the information is there. You can sign up, and you'll start getting the CDs sent to you or the digital downloads, and there is no obligation. You could cancel at any time, so you can try it out. And if for some strange, crazy reason... You don't want to continue to get them? Well, then you just cancel. No problem at all. We have a lot of people that are in the club. And I got to tell you, folks, being in the club helps support this show. So check out ClassicRadioClub.com. All right, we're listening to a funny episode of Our Miss Brooks. Uh, Eve Arden was um, just perfect in the role of Connie Brooks, English teacher at Madison High School. And uh, there's something going on here with uh, Mr. LaBlanche, a French teacher, played by the one and only Gerald Moore. Let's go back to October 9th, 1949, for the conclusion now to Our Miss Brooks. Hiya, Miss Brooks. Are you going to have lunch with the fabulous Frenchman? Eventually, Walter, but first I'd like Harriet Conklin to translate this note he gave me. He says he writes better in his native language. Note, huh? Oh, we're making progress, all right. Let's see it. I've had three terms of French. You've had three terms of first-term French. (laughs) I'd better wait for Harriet. Please, Miss Brooks. Harriet might be late. You don't want to let Mr. LeBlanc cool his heels in the cafeteria, do you? Why not? Eating lunch with hot heels is very uncomfortable. (laughs) Now, give me the note, Miss Brooks. If it's not too tough, maybe I can translate it. 
Some assemble canons of vans un bien amiti. Oh, sure. Oh, this is simple, Miss Brooks. It merely says that he thinks you're wonderful and that he has long worshipped you from afar. What? And that now he cannot stay away another moment, but must have a date with you at once. Well. I knew it, Miss Brooks. He's stuck on you. Now, go on into that cafeteria and give him a quick wee. I'll go as quickly as I possibly can. <laughs> See you later, Walter. <laughs> now we're getting someplace. Boy, wait till Mr. Boynton comes back. <laughs> Pardon me, Walter, but how long have you been standing here alone, cackling? Oh, hi, Harriet. I just translated a French note that Mr. LeBlanc gave Miss Brooks, and I... Oh, gosh, I forgot to give her back the note. No? But, Walter, you can hardly understand a word of French, even after three terms. Well, that's all right. Neither can Miss Brooks. She was in love with a Spanish teacher named Gonzales when she was a kid. And that's why it was so easy for me to translate for her. All I had to do was make a guess at it. A guess? Sure. Oh, what would a Frenchman put in a note to a woman? It's got to be about l'amour toujours. <gasps> <laughs> Mr. LeBlanc is a romantic figure, all right. I'll bet he writes a beautiful love letter. Here, let me read it, Walter. Okay. Now, what does it say? It says, Dear Miss Brooks, as there is no other member of the faculty who can help me at this time, I must ask a favor. It doesn't sound very romantic so far. Well, quiet, Walter. Listen to this. I have promised to buy our principal's car, but due to a most mortifying shortage of finances, I must borrow $50 immediately if I am to keep my word. <laughs> Can you lend it to me, anxiously, Paul LeBlanc? How do you like that guy? He's not wooing her. He's biting her. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to be late, Mr. LeBlanc, but I had to catch up on a little reading. Oh, sit down, mademoiselle. As always, you look charming. Now then, about my notes. What is your answer? The answer? Oh, by all means, we. Oui. You mean it? Of course. Oh, ho, ho. how marvelous. You are an angel, a dream girl, a dream girl. I'm also a luster cream girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't see why you should get so excited about it. After all, under similar circumstances, I've said yes before, you know. <laughs> you have. Oh, dozens of times. <laughs> you, uh, you must be a teacher a long time to be able to act so generously. Well, don't forget, I am also a woman. Well. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you have said yes to me. That is the main thing. Now tell me, Miss Brooks, uh, uh, when can I pick it up? Pick it up <laughs> That's a quaint figure of speech um, <clears throat> You can pick me up at 7.30 this evening Oh, I was hoping I would not have to wait that long Oh, you impetuous Frenchman you. <laughs> Yes, I, I suppose I am after all, it takes a little while even to receive aid from the Marshall Plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> what am I laughing at? You 
better think of something mighty fast, Walter. It was your meddling that got Miss Brooks into this mess. Yeah, I know it, Harriet. And I know how embarrassed she'll be when she finds out that all Mr. LeBlanc wants is to borrow $50 from her. Oh, I wish we could think of some way to get her out of it. But Daddy's been trying to, un- to unload that heap of his for six months, and he's never had a better offer. Gee, it's after seven... Oh, wait a minute, Harriet. Say that again. It's after seven o'clock. Oh, not that. The part about the better offer. Oh, never mind. Skip it. Harriet, if you'll excuse me now, I gotta get to a phone. I may not save Miss Brooks any embarrassment, but I just gotta save her $50. You look absolutely lovely, Connie. I'm sure Mr. LeBlanc will be enchanted with you from the moment he arrives. Oh, it's nice of you to say so, Mrs. Davis. And now, if you don't mind, I'll stay here in my room for the rest of the evening. Oh, I don't mind. In fact, I'll close the door for you. Thanks, dear. Have a nice time. I'll be right there, Mr. LeBlanc. Don't break your neck. It's not Mr. LeBlanc. <laughs> well, Mr. Conklin, this is an unexpected intrusion. A pleasure. <laughs> Come in. Thank you. Well, you are a super salesman, Miss Brooks. I am? I don't know what you told LeBlanche in the cafeteria today, but it certainly nailed him down. He asked me to meet him here tonight to close the deal on that jalopy, uh, that bargain I'm selling him. <laughs> he asked you to meet him here? Oh, now, isn't that cute? He probably wants to take me for a ride. Did you bring it with you? Yes. I towed it over. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've got the ownership papers right here, and as soon as Mr. LeBlanche Oh, I'll arrives, get it. You... Welcome, Mr. LeBlanc. Come on in. Oh, good evening, Miss Brooks. Well, alone at last, eh? Yes, yes, indeed. You'll be alone in no time. I'm a man that likes to do business fast. Here are the ownership papers, LeBlanc. Take them. Oh, thank you, sir. But first, I... You're getting uh... a great buy tonight, LeBlanc, isn't he, Miss Brooks? Oh, a dilly. Think of it. Just $50 for a car that's only been driven 129,000 careful miles. <laughs> By its original 12 owners. (laughs) Please, Mr. Conklin, if you will wait one moment for me, I must speak with Miss Brooks alone. Will you come into the kitchen with me, Miss Brooks? The kitchen? But Uh, Go ahead, go ahead, Miss Brooks. I'll wait right here in the living room. Probably needs a little more reassurance. Go to it. What am I, a teacher or a used car dealer? (laughs) Well, Miss Brooks, the time has come. (laughs) Now we can get together, eh? In the kitchen? I, uh, I did not want to mention it in front of Mr. Conklin, but as I stated in my note, Miss Brooks, I will be very grateful if you will lend me the $50 immediately. $50? <laughs> yes. After you read my notes, that is the 50 you said we too. So that's what I said we too. Where did I get my hands on that Walter Denton? Denton? I don't understand. No, neither did he, him and his first-term French. <laughs> Look, Mr. LeBlanc, I'll try to break this to you as gently as possible. About the 50 dollars... We? Oui. No, not exactly. In French, what's the opposite of we? Oui? No. That's it? I non got it. <laughs> Miss Brooks, you say no? Oui, oui, non. <laughs> but I assure Monsieur Conklin that the 50 dollars... Uh... Oh... Uh, oh, I see it all now, Miss Brooks. <laughs> You're joking. 
No, I'm not. Ho, ho. <laughs> but, Miss Brooks, after our meeting in the cafeteria, I, I, I thought... I know you did, but it was all a misunderstanding, Mr. LeBlanc. I'd lend you the money in a minute if I had it, but I haven't. Honestly, I haven't. I'll show you what's in my bank. I'll even let you hold it up to your ear and rattle it. <laughs> well, naturally, Miss Brooks, I'm quite disappointed. But if it is, as you say, all a misunderstanding, perhaps I'd better return these ownership papers to Monsieur Conklin. The quicker, the better. After all, the evening is young yet, which is more than I can say for the car. <laughs> yes, yes, I understand perfectly. Goodbye, sir, and thank you. Oh, oh, I took the liberty of answering your phone, Miss Brooks. As it happened, the call was for me. I left word at home where I could be reached. Now then, Mr. LeBlanc... Allow me to speak first, sir. I, I am certain that your car is every bit as wonderful... Just, just, just uh, a moment. Miss Brooks, would you step into the kitchen with me, please? Why not? I sort of miss the old place. <laughs> uh, excuse us, Mr. LeBlanc. Miss Brooks, now that I've already given LeBlanc the ownership papers, the minute he hands me $50, the deal is official. You've got to help me talk him out of it. Talk him out of it? You mean you don't want him? That call I just received was from a Mr. Horace Winthrop. He saw my car parked outside the house, and he offered me $150 for it. $150? He told me the minute he saw it, he went out of his mind about it. That boy needs shock treatments. <laughs> now, I realize you have a way with Mr. LeBlanc. You can succeed in changing his mind. Hence, a proposition. If you can coax him out of buying my car, I'll split the $100 profit with you. Oh, but Mr. Conklin, he... As evidence of my good faith, I'm willing to pay you in advance. I just happen to have the cash on me, Miss Brooks. 20, 40, 50. Miss Brooks, there's $50 on top of that stove. In cold cash. What do you want me to do? Heat it? <laughs> uh, don't spar, Miss Brooks. I promised I'd meet Mr. Winthrop in 15 minutes. If you don't act quickly, it may be... Pardon the intrusion, Mr. Conklin, but I could return home if you would only let uh, me stay. Miss Brooks wishes to have a little chat with you, my boy. But, sir... I'll wait for you in the living room. Why won't he let me tell him I can't buy his car? He is only delaying my embarrassment. Uh, Mr. LeBlanc, there's not going to be any embarrassment. Hey, you... Hey, I, I don't understand. I... Oh, now I do... You and that sense of humor. Huh? <laughs> On the stove, my $50. Oh, now, just a minute. That isn't... The... Oh, Mr. Conklin. Mr. Yes? Mr. Yes, Mr. Oh, Mr. Mr. Conklin, I have your $50. He certainly has. <laughs> Congratulate me. I am now the proud owner of a Stutz. <laughs> repair bills. <laughs> Miss Brooks, you failed. Give me back my money. Patience, Mr. Conklin, patience. Mr. LeBlanc, I forbid this sale. Give him back the 50, Mr. Conklin. Uh, Give it to him. Oh, of course. Here you are, LeBlanc. Uh, but, 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 Miss, Miss Brooks, There's I, something uh, you ought to know about that car, Mr. LeBlanc. You can't get it started, no matter how hard you crank it. Its battery is dead, its spark plugs are dragging, and its rear end doesn't spark. <laughs> <laughs> May we. <laughs> Plus which, I think it only fair to tell you that the wheels are out of line, it has no radiator, no clutch, and no brakes. Well, Monsieur Conklin, I have come to the conclusion that I do not want your car. Gad, what a bitter pill to swallow. <laughs> well, I've got to be running along now. Can I drop you somewhere, Mr. LeBlanc? Oh, you are too kind. No, he's only one kind. <laughs> 
But it's still early, Mr. LeBlanc. Isn't there something you'd like to do? Well, now that you, you mention it, Miss Brooks, there is. I know of a used car lot not far from here with 50 dollars. Oh, if you would drop me there, Mr. Conklin, something might catch my fancy. Very well. Come along, my boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, good night, Miss Brooks. Good night, my fancy. <laughs> and thank you for you know what. You're welcome for no, I don't. <laughs> the last time I saw Paris. What uh-huh. happened, Connie? Did I hear Mr. LeBlanche leave? Yes, you did, Mrs. Davis. But it's only 8.15. Where did he go? He went to a used car lot. But don't worry about him, Mrs. Davis. He should feel right at home there. What do you mean, Connie? Most of their motors aren't running either. <laughs> And now, once again, here is our Miss Brooks. Well, five minutes later, while I was looking in the French dictionary for the translation to Why Did I Bother in the First Place, the telephone rang. Hello? Hi, Miss Brooks. It's me, Walter Denton. Oh, it's you, Walter. Now, please, Miss Brooks, I know you got a right to be mad at me, but you got to give me a chance to explain. I would have come over in person, but I wanted to wait until Mr. Conklin had left. He's gone, isn't he? Yes, Walter, everybody's gone. Good. You see, the only way I could stop Mr. LeBlanc from putting the bite on you for $50 was to make sure that Mr. Conklin got a better offer for his car from somebody else. So I called a few minutes ago and offered Mr. Conklin 150 bucks. What? Sure. I told him I was a Horace T. Winthrop. You certainly are. <laughs> you were a little late, Walter. Mr. LeBlanc has already bitten me for $50. You mean you had $50, Miss Brooks? Well, Mr. Conklin gave it to me, Walter. It was my commission for talking Mr. LeBlanc out of buying his car so that Mr. Winthrop could... But now there is no Mr. Winthrop, and Mr. Conklin will certainly want his... Oh, what's the use? If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. In hoc signo, veritas disputantum. What does that mean, Miss Brooks? That's Latin for, I should have stood in Nogales with Jose Gonzalez. Next week, tune in to another Our Miss Brooks show brought to you by Mustard Cream Shampoo for soft, glamorous, caressable hair and Colgate Dental Cream to clean your breath while you clean your teeth and help stop tooth decay. Our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden, is produced by Larry Burns, directed by Al Lewis, with music by Wilbur Hatch. Here is actual factual proof of more comfortable, actually smoother shaves by using Palm Olive Lather Shaving Cream. 1,251 men tried the palm olive lather way to shave described on the tube. And no matter how they had shaved before, three out of four got more comfortable, actually smoother shaves. Try palm olive lather shaving cream. See if you don't get more comfortable, actually smoother shaves, the palm olive lather shaving cream way. For mystery liberally sprinkled with laughs, listen to Mr. and Mrs. North, Tuesday evening over most of these same stations. And be with us again next week at the same time for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Bob Lamont speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. There once again is a CBS broadcast, so you had the full orchestra, a uh, huge uh, cast there, great writers, great producers. That was a top-notch radio series. Our Miss Brooks made a, a very um, kind of flawless transition to television 
1952. So it was on the radio from 1948 until the mid-1950s, uh, making a uh, seamless transition in 52. Eve Arden as uh, Connie Brooks. Of course, Gail Gordon as Osgood Conklin. You had a tremendous cast, Richard Crenna, Jane Morgan, Gloria McMillan, and the one and only Gerald Moore as uh, French teacher Mr. LeBlanche on that October 9th, 1948 broadcast sponsored by uh, Colgate Toothpaste and Luster Cream Shampoo which I know you use uh, a lot of that luster cream shampoo for well, your... Well, that's why my hair is so shiny. So shiny. And, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, time for this so month in, in music, music history. history. We've got a song from 1975. Wow, 1975, huh? Good year for music. I was 12. 12 years old That's when this came age. out. That's a good age. Yeah, it is a it good is age. It is a good age to be a 12-year-old kid. I was negative four. <laughs> negative. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> negative four. You are young, Mike. You know that? You're really young. And, Lisa, you are 11. Oh Thank my you for gosh. reminding me. Eleven's a good age. You too. were probably uh, riding around on your yellow bicycle That's right, at this with point, the banana seat. right? With the banana seat, That's right? Uh, that I bought from my piano teacher. Wow! <laughs> wow! Ooh, you make me. This is you're my best friend. By you're my Queen. best friend. You're my best friend. You are my best friend. You're too. my best friend. And Mike is our best friend too, we're Mr. All Bubble, best friends. Bubble Bath over there. We're pretty lucky to work with great friends. That's true. That's really. That's, really That's why we have so much something. fun. You know, no, you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stick around. More of Hollywood 360 after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. I swear, Lisa, you sound so young in that commercial. I am so young. We in should that probably commercial. do some new ones soon. Yeah, it's good. Because uh, <laughs> you sound about like 14 I years mean, old. We did it this year. Did so. we? Yes. Oh, oh okay. Huh. In our next hour, Barbara Stanwyck and Gerald Moore star in the Screen Directors Playhouse from 1949. Then hopefully I'm going to win a pizza. I'm going to win a pizza when we play. Is it real or is it ridiculous? The music edition. Come on, let's 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 get her done here. Let's get a pizza. Um, yeah, I'll win a pizza. That'd I'd be like nice. To. I would like to win a well, pizza. I I'll be happy if either. Either you way, right? I know. All right. It's all, right. so all in our next hour. Stick around. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform. <laughs> 